Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. And welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, Samoa and Tonga to feature in a Pacific rugby doubleheader with the All Blacks. The Samoa Sevens team targets improvement and Tonga make a statement during Rugby League's Pacific Test. But first, Tahiti have been described as an inspiration despite coming up short against Brazil in the Beach Soccer World Cup final. The Tiki Toa were outclassed 6-0 in the final in the Bahamas matching their runners-up finish from two years ago. Oceania Football Beach Soccer Development Officer Paul Tui says despite falling just short of glory, the Tikitoa continued to lead the way for the rest of Oceania. In the end, yeah, the mighty Brazil. You know, one of the big football countries, I guess, was too strong, but we're very proud of Tahiki. To get to the final again is incredible, really. And to think, you know, for the size of the country to achieve so much on the world stage is real inspiration to all the people working in Oceania and football. You go through the whole tournament and the only side that Tahiti lost to was Brazil. Yeah, twice and six right, so 4-1 and then 6-0. And then you look at some of the other powerhouse countries, they played Japan and then they played the European champions and uh, Paraguay. So again, you know, sometimes a cliche to talk about punching above your weight because I know they've put a lot of uh, effort and resources into really being a strong beach soccer team, but it's fantastic. And then, the, of course, the semi-final yesterday was was a story in itself against uh, Iran and uh, a real uh, gruelling penalty shootout where nobody seemed like they want to win it to get to the final. And I wonder if it took its toll in the end. I'm, I'm not sure, really, because the guys are, you know, they're used to playing um, games every second day. So um, I think uh, they can be very proud of their efforts. The Tiki Toa are up the one true Oceania team that really are not just competitive on an international stage, but right up there uh, fighting for titles. Uh, I mean, you know, legitimately yeah. one world of the best class. in the world. Yeah, world-class, uh, a true uh, world-class team. And I think that's something, um, coming back to what I was saying about being an inspiration, I think we can look to how they've gone about it. And they've actually achieved it in, in a short period of time, I think over the last 10 years when Tahiti chose to focus on um, you know the diverse forms of the game, such as futsal and beach soccer. Um, it was around 2006, and you know by 2011 they were the, the champions of Oceania, and that's really when the Tiki Tour, you know this side that we know, came together for the first time. So in six years they've achieved an incredible amount, really, to think they they, they finished fourth and then two second places. I think really shows the other countries of Oceania, particularly because, you know, if we're looking at the beach and the environment, many of the countries have environments that are conducive to playing beach soccer. So I really hope that that's something that we can all look at and say, well, we want to do it too. And uh, some of the other countries will really want to get more and more involved in beach soccer in the future. So New Caledonia have started to um, have a little bit more beach soccer happening so again I think the next step for them is to to try and have a competitive international team 
Tonga as well. They've started a new program um, in beach soccer in the last two or three years. So for the country's football 11 side is the, is the number one priority. But um, when possible, I think it's really great that, that they can actually put some resources, some, some energy into um, to getting the kids playing and then hopefully getting a, a team together because for sure Oceania and, and FIFA as well can support the, um, you know, these other forms of the game. Does a performance like this at a World Cup, uh, be it for Tahiti or be it for another Oceania country, does that open avenues, and uh, aside from inspiration, in terms of funding or um, like that, does this, does this make it more likely that, that maybe some investment would go into this area or, or does it stay largely the same? I think in general it would stay the same, but again, the way funding can work, the, the countries now have the ability to specify specific projects. So if you're strong in a particular area of the game, I think um, as you put together your, your strategic plan for the you know the four-year cycle that they generally operate in or four or eight years, certainly they can um, put a strong case to get support to really develop the game, that, you know, a, a particular form of the game such as beach soccer or futsal. The other question that, of course, was uh, posed prior to the tournament was the age of this Tahiti team. A, a lot of experience there. A couple of them are hovering around that 40 mark, although there are still some in their young 30s or, or even their 20s. Um, but, you know, they have been together for a long time. So two years from now, can, can they keep going? Uh, and, and, and where is that next generation of players uh, in Tahiti? Yeah, that's really the big question. I think a lot of us will be interested in seeing whether the, the motivation is there for, you know, the older guys, as you say. I it wouldn't surprise me if they want to have an, have another go at it because they've done so well. Seems that in beach soccer, age is not necessarily a barrier. Playing into your 40s, as some of the Tikitoa guys have done, they seem to be able to keep in good shape and do it. But what's important is what's coming through as well. And they have enough beach soccer uh, competition in Tahiti to suggest that there are some some new players, a new generation that could emerge. And so maybe the the next uh, version of the, the Tikitoa might see a few more new young players in and uh, some of the more experienced guys that can hang on for a, for a couple more years. That's Oceania Football's Beach Soccer Development Officer, Paul Tui. A Pacific Rugby doubleheader featuring Samoa against the All Blacks and Tonga against Wales. It's been confirmed for Eden Park in Auckland next month. Dubbed the Pacifica Challenge, the Tonga-Wales test will act as the curtain raiser on Friday, June 16th followed by Manu Samoa against the All Blacks. Samoa coach Alama Idemia says they are grateful for the chance to play the number one side in the world. Very, very fortunate to get uh, this opportunity. It's great that we've got a chance to play the All Blacks again, and this is great for our build-up as well, going into the June-July internationals, which are very important uh, World Cup qualification games for Manu Samoa. So uh, we play the Wales straight after the All Blacks in Samoa. So it's great to have two uh, Tier 1 countries uh, and and build up moving towards those uh, qualification games later. Obviously there's a special relationship between New Zealand and Samoa as well, so uh, just kind of an extension of that. Correct, and and it's about relationships and uh, obviously there's a lot of people that uh, have cooperated together to get this over the line and um, I'm very uh, humbled uh, to, to get the game over the line, so I think it's great. Serves the purpose for the All Blacks and also serves the purpose for us 
And uh, most importantly, um, having four countries play at Eden Park, um, I can't remember when the last time that actually happened, whether it was in World Cup 2011, but uh, you know, this is a great opportunity for the Pacific, and hopefully we'll, we'll get to see a really good brand of rugby played that night. What, what sort of lineup are you going to be able to put out there? Will you have all your players, including Northern Hemisphere-based players, available for this one, or will it be primarily from this part of the world, Southern Hemisphere? No, this year is different. The window falls outside of the competitions up north, so we have all our players available for this uh, bar, obviously players that are injured in that. So, uh, no, we've had a couple of uh, late withdrawals because of injuries uh, as last week, actually. So we've had to we've had to withdraw them from the squad, but uh, that's just the reality of what we face as well, just like the All Blacks um, as part of the international scene. It's just trying to get through to the end of the of the competition and the tournaments and then uh, and see who's left and then take them on board. So uh, we've been in constant contact with the clubs and, and we have a system where they log in to, to make sure that, uh, that we get some communication going. So, uh, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. Obviously, two years ago, Alama, you were a part of the uh, coaching team, assistant coach uh, for that match in Arpiera. How do you feel about sort of where that Samoa team was at now and, and to where they've come in 2017 here and, and the progress that's been made and, and, and what your expectations would be for this All Blacks test? You know, that, that was preparation going into the 2015 World Cup. It was quite an experienced side and guys were coming to the end of their careers. So this time around we're rebuilding Manu Samoa and we've had a few new players come, come in last year. Um, but this year we've, uh, we've definitely got to step up to the mark and it's about performance and we've got to pick our best players that are available and that are playing well. So um, we'll definitely uh, be doing that, uh, especially when you're, you're facing the All Blacks, which we all know is obviously number one team in the world. And we need to put our best foot forward. These matches against New Zealand and Wales, are, are these a chance to, I guess, you know, um, use your squad and, and and see what they can do, or are, are you going full strength for these games? You need to you need to have your best foot forward against uh, tier one countries, and certainly that's what we'll be looking at, at build towards our qualification games. But it's important that we have our best players available um, against those uh, key countries. So um, we'll certainly get through. Um, the selection in terms of waiting for these players to finish their seasons and then and then we'll take things from there. It is of course part of this Pacifica challenge it's being labelled uh, Tonga versus Wales first up and then Samoa against the All Blacks uh, you get a little early look at Wales as well which would be handy for you uh, but uh, you know a special weekend, uh, a special night uh, obviously a huge Polynesian and Pacific Island um, population in Auckland as well so Eden Park, you know, Fiji Samoa at the World Cup in 2011 was sold out. Maybe, maybe it could be the same again. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a cracker. It's uh, you know, four countries all in one, and obviously the All Blacks uh, being a big draw card as well is is going to be great for Pacific rugby. You know, we're quite excited about it, and to get an opportunity to bring the Manu Samoa and play in New Zealand at Eden Park is fantastic for us. So, you know, the the purpose of the match has served well for us in terms of preparing for the upcoming games, but. Uh, just to get the opportunity to play the best team in the world is something that uh, we're very keen to, to, to grab and, and, and perform at. So feel very fortunate to get this opportunity and we'll make sure we prepare accordingly. That's Samoa rugby coach Alama Idemia. The Samoa Sevens team have had a season to forget but go into this weekend's penultimate round of the World Series in Paris as defending champions. The Manu stunned Fiji in last year's Paris final but have failed to reach even the Cup quarterfinals in eight tournaments so far this season. Head coach Sir Gordon Titchens says basic errors continue to prove costly. 
defence is a massive part of Sevens rugby these days, and uh, we've put some good systems in place, but obviously we're missing and falling off early first tackles, and uh, it's mainly a, a technical issue, and uh, getting a shoulder on, sometimes planting and getting beaten on the inside shoulder, so uh, we've put a lot of work in that, certainly over the last two weeks, and uh, certainly looking for a massive improvement going into Paris. I mean, are you seeing progress? Are you seeing improvements, or is it just when it goes well, from training to actual competition where it seems to fall away? I think our defence has been working at times. It's, it's just, uh, there's, uh, in sevens rugby, it's generally about one defining moment and, or one missed tackle that costs you tournaments. And if you look at the games, um, you know, we, we, all our games have been really close, you know, losing 12, 10, 14, 12 against teams like France, USA, England, you know, so they're not massive scores, but they're, they're missing tackles when it really counts. And uh, so looking at it, it's really a technical issue. So we've certainly put a, a lot of emphasis into those tackles. So our, our trainings back in Samoa have been full-on games and therefore working the system, but at the same time also getting that, that technical aspect and, and making real full-on tackles. We're obviously coming into the last uh, swing, the last two legs of the season. So uh, is there a added motivation to try and get something you know, tangible, something significant in terms of a cup quarter final or better sort of a performance to be sort of a you know bookend for the season? Yeah, the, the real challenge I suppose for the team is is, uh, is to get up and, and with that have a lot of self belief and and certainly for me this year has been a learning about the players, learning about the players that can handle the rigors of, of world sevens rugby and and, and of course I've, I've learned a lot about the players and, and for these last two tournaments I'm also giving uh, three or four new players an opportunity to compete at that level. So, so um, obviously these uh, three or four players have dropped out, and another four players have come in. And but I think it's strengthened the squad from what I've seen over the last few weeks. And and certainly I'm looking for more improvement from those last two tournaments. Throughout the course of the season, there have been a number of players that have been given an opportunity. So you've probably got um, a reasonably wide net now. We've got an idea of uh, you know what's available to you and and what they can do. Some of the players I've seen a massive improvement, and I'm still looking for more improvement now. And, and I'm, I'm expecting better performances in these these next two tournaments. And uh, for some of the players, also um, what we've battled is injuries, like every other team. At the same time, uh, I've lost three or four players to overseas clubs in those last in the last month as well. So we need depth in Samoa. Uh, you know, certainly. Um, Within the island, we need to keep building and looking to have a contracted squad of about 25 players. And, and those are the challenges that you have also. You know, it's on and upwards from here, and I'm certainly looking, as I said, for big improvement games with these last two tournaments. Are the players under Sevens contracts at the moment? At the moment, some are rugby are working through um, um, having contracts, getting all the players contracted for the next season. Obviously, Paris this weekend, uh, Sir Gordon, it's um, obviously a special place for Samoan Sevens because they won the tournament last year, which was a, a pretty big moment, their first uh, cup victory in, in, in quite a while there. So is that in the back of the minds or has that been talked about or is it just parked and that was last year, this is this year? No, it's, uh, it's been parked up, obviously. It's, um, there'll be a lot of the focus going into France that we won this tournament last year, but uh, we know we've got a new squad. It's a new challenge for us and... Um, we're just looking at every game this 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 current tournament as a final and um, and still look for that that real improvement that we're seeking. So um, yeah, I mean, great to go in on the on the back of last year, but we need to get up and perform like they did last year. And and as I said, as a new team, and uh, we'll be certainly looking for every game to to, to play very very well. 
That's the Samoa Sevens coach, Sir Gordon Titchens. Tonga laid down an important marker on the road to the Rugby League World Cup, coming from behind to beat Fiji 26-24 in a Pacific Test thriller at the weekend. The lead changed four times throughout the match, with a 78th-minute try proving the difference for the Mate Ma'a. Head coach Christian Wolfe was proud of the way his side dug in and found a way to win. Yeah, look, I'm obviously really happy with the result and, and really happy with uh, uh, the way that the blokes you know, really had to sort of dig deep and play really tough and, and find you know, find a way to come up with something at the back end of the game. And There's probably plenty of times or plenty of ways that we could have been a little bit smarter and, and made uh, life a bit easier for ourselves. Um, but we didn't do it that way. We did it a tough way. And, and as I said, I was, I was really proud of how tough the blokes wanted to play. So it was a good effort. And... Uh... I guess when you're, you know, coming from behind at times, and the match is that close uh, to to find, uh, you know, to find uh, your players, you know, coming to the fore in those key moments when it is difficult, must be uh, satisfying. Yeah, definitely, and you know, we obviously got a lot of young guys out there, and um, you know, we copped a couple of injuries as well, which certainly uh, uh, made things a little bit more difficult. We ended up with 12 guys at the, the back end of the game. Um, yeah, you know, young guys are, I guess, are still sort of learning sometimes uh, what you need to do, and it was a really good example of them or uh, for them, just the the way we ended up finish the game, just by staying in the grind and uh, not having to come up with uh, you know something uh, necessarily special, but we wanted to sort of go toe to toe with the opposition and uh, you know and waiting until they broke a little bit. And as I said, I was, I was really proud of the way they hung in and did that. Where do you sort of see the team now, as opposed to maybe where they were last year at the same stage? Yeah, I'm not sure we win that game last year. Uh, to be completely honest, so I think uh, I think they showed a really, um, you know, really sort of tough mentality on the weekend. And um, you know, again, we didn't play our best. There's plenty of things that we could certainly clean up. Or when I say we didn't play our best, we probably didn't play as smart as we could. Uh, but why you've got that sort of attitude and that real, I guess, desire to want to uh, want to turn up for each other, then you're certainly in, in every game with a chance, and uh, that's the most important thing. So. Uh, a large chunk of those guys are obviously going to be a part of us for the World Cup, and um, you know that gives us something. That's a really good thing about it is that when we're when we're talking to the players in the sheds after the game, we've actually got something to look forward to and improve for as a team. And um, you know, I think as long as we've got that attitude, we're going to improve as a footy side. And, um, you know, there's some really good signs there for us. And obviously, to have the likes of Manu Vatave with his experience, Will Hopawati, to have those guys come into the Mate Ma'a camp for the first time, that must be uh, special for, for you as a coach and and for a lot of their teammates and for them. Yeah, they're outstanding, those guys. And uh, Manu came in a little bit late and, and uh, you know, from the minute he walked into the team room, you could see uh, you know, he came in with a big smile and you could see that it really sort of lit up the room. I think the other guys were uh, you know, really happy to have him there as part of the group. And, uh, yeah, Will was outstanding as well. He, he's just a real professional and uh, brought that real professional attitude to everything he did. And, uh, that's why we we ended up naming him as the captain, and uh, yeah, he certainly played that way as well. He's he's extremely extremely reliable and professional about how he goes about his business. And uh, you know, if we look five six months down the track, obviously that World Cup is coming up pretty quick and fast. There'll be a lot more players that you know presumably will come into the selection reckoning as well that just weren't available this week. Yeah, there's a few, and and there was some uh, you know really legitimate injuries. Um, that sort of occurred in and around the uh, the test match that unfortunately took some 
some players or made some players unavailable. You know, guys like George Tafur, who um, you know, ended up with a broken rib, and uh, you know Conrad Arell uh, with his ankle, uh, Solomon Cutter, um, you know, Ignatius Passy, Penny Terrapo. There's a number of guys that uh, certainly would have loved to have been part of the, the game on the weekend, and uh, you know certainly come into consideration at the end of the year as well. And, uh, yeah, I think we've got to do two things there. Obviously, we, we need to we need to pick the guys who are really performing well week to week in the NRL, and uh, that's the most important thing. And the other thing, we we need to make sure that we do have a little bit of loyalty to the the guys who have put their hands up over the last few years and helped us get to where we are. So, I, I think the side that we had on the weekend, um, you know, showed those two things. It was a mixture of those two things, and that's certainly what we'll do going forward to the World Cup as well. That's Tonga Rugby League coach Christian Wolf. Papua New Guinea also had a win, 32-22 over the Cook Islands, while Samoa were beaten 30 points to 10 by England. And that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. Thank you very much for listening. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.